is there a way that I can watch a show and be like, eh, is there a for sure like Coco Melon's a no and Bluey's a yes, because that would be my preference. <laughs> or like, is there certain things to look for in a show? You have really good intuition, Sheila. All parents do if we let it come through. You know, you're watching a certain show and you're like, oh my gosh, my head is literally spinning. Mm -hmm. This music, these scene yeah. changes are so fast. For me, I'm like, if I'm feeling that way, how is my two-year-old going to totally. feel? Even you'll watch certain shows and just the way the characters are talking and interacting, yeah. you're like, that's kind of like... Did they just you know, say stupid? You can't mm -hmm. say stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, and for your family, that might, you might right. not like that. For another family, they may. So it's kind of just like yep. looking what works for you. Hey guys, my name is Shayla. Welcome to the Hey Shayla podcast. I went from full-time travel to full-time new COVID mom and holy Wow, is motherhood and adulting a learning curve? There are so many decisions we need to make and a million ways to do it right. I created this podcast to interview some of my gurus to share their knowledge and empower you on your journey. Let me be your guinea pig and ask the questions that you think everyone else knows. Here, we're a little hippie. We try to do things as naturally as possible and we don't take ourselves too seriously. But above all, we support one another and work to find what works. If you're into it, you're our people. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the Hey Sheila podcast. Today I have Carly and Katie with We Talkers. We Talkers teach parents and babies teach parents of babies and toddlers how to support their children's language and communication development. They offer connection-driven language resources via online education, courses, and memberships. We Talkers was founded by these two ladies, Carly and Katie, pediatric speech language pathologist with extensive <laughs> training and over 25 plus years of experience between the two of them. They help thousands of families and children of all abilities to learn to communicate to their fullest potential. They're also parents of six kids, so they get it. That's why these tips they share are simple, doable, and fitting easily into busy family life. Woo! I love it. Thanks for being on again. <laughs> Thanks so for having us. us. I Thanks, know, Shayla. So well, we last time I had here. you on, you were on, I looked this up, episode 20 with three easy steps to help your children's language development. And that one, I remember asking you like, kids will like, what, why do we have to teach them? Right. And I was like, <laughs> they'll, they'll eventually talk. Right. And you're like, yeah, sometimes, but there's tips that you can help to like facilitate it all. For sure. Yes. I love yes. it. Yes. So today we're going to talk about screen time. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Everyone's favorite topic. Right. <laughs> I know. It, I'm like curious about it, but also I kind of am like, do I want to know? I want to know. Wanna, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're the same. We're the same. We're Sometimes the same. we kind of avoid it, but because of our profession, it's something that, yeah, we just have to kind of be up on since we're in that early childhood education world. And so, yeah, but we feel you. It's not always like, you know, it's kind of touchy. Yeah. Topic. Well, and it's not cut and dry. Like some days, exactly. Like last week, she was sick all week. Guess what? Tons of screen time, like probably more than I even want to admit. Then when I'm really on it and I got play dates going and we got daycare, I'm like, oh, we haven't watched TV in today. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like there's seasons for it. So I'm, I'm curious there's to hear seasons. from your perspective from the development, potentially language. Are mm -hmm. we talking about that? Too? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So 
let's see what I have. Screen time can be a bit controversial. So we'll start with saying what I always, oh, okay. I'm just reading my notes here, but it just says, I always say we support whatever you're doing, whatever works for your family. We know that there's, I mean, we said it in the beginning, there's, you've got six kids between the two of you. So you know that parenting is real life, not just Mm -hmm. what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. So let's just start. What is the good, bad, and ugly of screen time? Okay. So obviously screens and technology are just becoming increasingly more and more a part of everyone's lives. So we love that your audience is interested in here listening. If you didn't care, you wouldn't be listening to this. And we love that you said, Shayla, it's not black and white. There's so many nuances to it. And so we think it's really important to spend a little bit of time just intentionally thinking about what you want this to look like for your family. And that will change as people, as the kids grow and different seasons of life and all those things. So we just think putting some time thinking into it is, is key and not just being like, so all or nothing. We see Mm -hmm. sometimes people are like, whatever screens are everywhere. So who cares? We'll just leave it on all day. And other families are, you know, oh, it's bad. So we're going to do this. And our approach is kind of more middle of the road, like, Let's look at this in, um, you know, a critical way for a little bit and just kind of see like what our family wants this to look like. Um, And in terms of the research, we find it, we've read a lot of the studies, we find it really hard to kind of compare because it's kind of like apples and oranges, like one study is looking at a family where they're like co-viewing and other families looking at families that have like a iPad in the crib, essentially, you know, different content they're consuming. So it's hard to kind of like compare. But one thing that we can take from the research is that excessive screen time. So we're talking like a lot over the recommendations and we'll get into that in a minute is where there's more cause for concern. So people in general that are using a balanced approach and like you mentioned, maybe sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less in the long run, that is all going to be work out just fine. So we think that's really great news because we think with just our friends and clients and people we interact with online, that's where most people are. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like they're not kids not watching TV all day or, you know, it's kind of works out because there's a lot going on in toddlers lives. So there's other things we want to be doing with them. Um, When it comes to language development, we just want people to be aware that, um, nothing can replace the real deal. What I mean by that is like back and forth conversation and interaction with your toddler. We sometimes see marketing or different things for shows like this will teach your kid to talk. Maybe they'll learn some words from that, but it's not the same as having like a full on back and forth conversation that you would have like at breakfast time, for example, or yeah. Right. More conversational instead of just like viewing Yes, because to learn to talk, you have to, it's a motor skill. You have to move your lips, tongue, and Mm, jaw. You have to be reading facial expressions. You have to, like, there's so much more to communication than just saying words. So you're not going to be able to pick up that. Yeah. And having the feedback of another person, like having the, the feedback of what you said, like affect somebody else. Um, whereas a screen, that's not necessarily the case. Totally. Yeah. Even when Mm -hmm. they go, what color is this? Did Mm. I hear someone say red? Yeah, (laughs) I did. Aliyah, did you hear that? I said it. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, we did say red. That makes sense. I've never, I guess, I mean, what you're saying is 
you're not, you have to actually do it. It's like watching people work out and do CrossFit and then being yeah. like, how come I'm not super buff? Like you Aww. have to put in the work. Yes, exactly. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I was hoping that mind work would just get these muscles moving. Um, but that's I also sleep with, go I ahead. used to sleep with like a textbook underneath my pillow yeah. and just hope that like it just would come into my brain. <laughs> oh my gosh, Katie. No, you didn't. I did. So I did. <laughs> Wouldn't that be like, great? No, you gosh. have to put in the work. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. But I also like the facial expression thing. And I don't know if you'll get into this because sometimes I'm like, why am I watching animals move or like, I feel like it'd be more beneficial to have real people instead of watching My Little Pony where it's like animals that are people. I don't know. You can, you can weigh in on that. But I, I, it's more of a Montessori based thing. I think of like, not so far fetched, but you're watching like a pretend show with like real people. I don't know. Okay. Where, what would you say is the magic number or like the recommended amount of time that we should be? Cause you say balanced, but that's yeah. still pretty like subjective. Totally. So yes. the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends zero screen time under 18 months to two years of age, and then up to an hour per day for kids two to five. Um, and FaceTime doesn't count in those recommendations. And the reason is because there is that back and forth and that like feedback. Um, so when they're, ha when they're engaged in FaceTime, that's a different modality than like watching a TV show. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and like Carly said before, the research seems to support that it's the excessive use of screen time. That's really cause for concern, not these 30 minutes to one hour of screen time. Right. Um, and we also feel like we can't talk about the numbers without talking about like, not all screen time is created equal. Um, and so we like to look at it through the lens of the three C's and the three C's are content, context, and child content. The first C is about the quality of the screen time. And that matters greatly. Like there's a difference between turning on an episode of Daniel Tiger or letting your child go unsupervised down the YouTube rabbit hole. Like those mm -hmm. are different those are different things. So you have to think about like the quality of what they're watching. Um, the second C is context. So how are you interacting with your child around their watching experience? Um, research shows that co-viewing with them. So sitting down on the couch while they're watching TV is better than not. However, Carly and I are moms and oftentimes we're using TV as a tool to get something else done. Totally. But even if you're like, chopping something in the kitchen and you can like kind of be an earshot or see what they're watching, even just making a comment about like, Oh, Daniel has a babysitter. You have a babysitter. Remember your babysitter's Ellie or something like that. Like you yeah. can kind of make comments about what they're watching or chat about it after they watch it. So context just means like, are, are they watching it by themselves in a room and you have no idea what they're watching or how long they're watching for, or are you like pretty aware and involved? And then the last C is child, which, um, you, you know, your child best. And so you're going to make decisions based on your particular child. One of my oldest, like he could not handle any conflict in a show. Like he was super sensitive to like his little anxious heart. So I was a little bit pickier about what he watched because it was going to cause angst. Interesting. <laughs> whereas like, you know, yeah. whereas my four-year-old 
is watching things that like I wouldn't have turned on for my older kid, but you, they're just different. The kids are different and what they Mm -hmm. can handle is, is different. So just knowing your child and what's going to connect with them or what's going to be hard for them, um, is important. So those three C's kind of help us make good decisions around screen time. Totally. Uh, Aaliyah is afraid of things. Mommy, Mm -hmm. mommy, come here, come here. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, just a second. No, mommy, mom, come here. <laughs> Scary. Yeah. So like now, even at night, she'd be like, mommy, monsters. I'm like, no, remember we told the monsters to go away. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah. with content, can you elaborate? Like, how do you know if I understand you're saying like, they just get to the YouTube bunny hole or whatever, the rabbit hole, that makes sense to me. But is there a way that I can watch a show and be like, eh, other than like knowing that it's scary or that it's conflict or whatever, like I said, is the it animals versus real people or like, I don't know, is there a for sure like Coco Melons a no and Bluey's a yes, because that would be my preference. <laughs> or like, is there certain things to look for in a show? Yeah, I think there definitely are. And I think like you have really good intuition, Sheila. Like I think and all all parents do if we let it come through like you know you're watching a certain show and you're like oh my gosh my head is literally spinning Mm -hmm. this music these scene changes are so fast like for me I'm like if I'm feeling that way how is my two-year-old gonna feel so that is one thing for me is just like a gut check like what do I want the vibes in this place to be if I feel like I can't listen to it like I'm just it's a no and there's quite a few shows that are like that, but I see other shows where like Bluey, we named Daniel Tiger, Trash Truck, and we, we can give you a list. We have a list on our blog. We can link that of like our favorites. They don't necessarily have to be everybody's favorites, but like that we find like the themes are really good. Like even you'll watch certain shows and just the way the characters are talking and interacting. You're like, that's kind of like, did they just say stupid? See, and for your family that might, you might right. not like that for another family, they may. So it's kind of just like yeah. looking like what works for you. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah, we do love shows with real people. We find there's not that much available for little ones. Um, yeah. That's one reason we created essentially our own show and we can talk about that, but yeah, because we do love like, especially during like pandemic times, we were just like, whoa, kids are like not seeing faces. And we love that they can see, like we wanted person. an example of like a real person, but yeah. I, I don't think that cartoon animals are, are necessarily bad. Like, I think, yeah. I don't know if there's any research on that. I haven't come across anything like that. I don't know, Katie, but like Bluey and, and Daniel Tiger and those guys are, right. are great. Yeah, I mean, I just made that up. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, I think there's definitely something to like, I really like how Daniel Tiger, for example, like it's cartoon. And then at the end, they like tie it into the kids, like real life. And they show like a real situation of like a kid going to school. If the episode, if the cartoon episode was about Daniel Tiger going to school and he went to school with an owl and a cat, then like at the end of it, they go to school with like kids. And I think that helps kids connect what they're seeing to like yeah. their experience, hmm. which is helpful for their learning. Yeah, we have not oh, watched yeah. Daniel Tiger. Oh, oh you should. Okay. Good. <laughs> Daniel like, Tiger has a song for everything. That's what yeah. okay, I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it shows 
a real situation where there's a problem and Daniel gets upset. Like it's great for talking about emotional regulation mm. and like he models that like Daniel will like throw something or hit somebody and, but, it, but it's, it's calm. Like that sounds kind of intense the way I just yeah. explained it, but like, and then they, they work on like modeling through like what would happen. And like, you can learn a lot of good parenting from watching mm -hmm. mom and da dad cool, tiger. Cool. <laughs> nice. That's yeah. good. Well, that was like, that's why I liked Bluey because sometimes Louis, mm -hmm. Bluey's parents exactly. told him no or told her no. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll be like, ah, no, Bluey, I can't do that. And I'm like, does that mom just say no to the kid? And the kid just mm -hmm. went on with their day. And I felt like Aaliyah kind of picked up on some of that or like understood. I don't know. So yeah. I see what you're saying. I'm just like, kind of see if your parenting aligns with what's happening, verbiage, vibe, mm -hmm. yeah, everything in the show. Mm -hmm. yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay, so does it? Would you say that it matters? Like, is there a difference in devices as far as TV, computer, iPad, phone? Yeah, there definitely is. So there, the research is showing that a TV is best, followed by like a laptop or computer, something kind of stationary, and then like an iPad or a phone would be last that's handheld. And the reason is, when your kids watching TV they can be up and moving and like maybe doing something else or mm. like just there's more movement. Their posture is usually a little bit better. Um, this close second would be like a computer or a laptop. And then the last would be a phone or a tablet that they're holding in their hand. Their posture is usually like pretty hunched and it's close to their face. Um, and then there's just a lot of independence with that. And so like they kind of can consume more quickly. Um, so mm it's best to have like a TV and maybe not, you don't even know what they're on. Like they can exactly kind of control it a little easier. Yeah. It's, it's way more, um, it's way more in their hands. And I mean, when we go to like a doctor's office or something and you're waiting for a long time, we're not, right. we're not saying we've never given our kid a phone. It's just that if you, if you use a TV, you can feel a little bit better about that. That's interesting. I don't know that that's what I, well, I guess I've never really thought of it about it, but that I mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, surprised that there's a difference but it makes sense like one yeah. they can be a little bit more mobile the other one they're just like stuck yeah. in a position in full control right and with a tv that the parents know what they're watching right interesting yeah. it's so funny because i had uh tessa romero on my podcast and she's like yeah we don't do screen time during the week we we do it on the weekends and i was like okay but then like what do you do <laughs> what so what are the things how do you do that like that sounds really great how do you what do that, that? Look like yeah. yeah so do you guys totally. have any tips on like how to switch up screen time and that, I, that just feels like such a goofy question like well what do you do if you don't put your kids in front of the screen like and I we obviously do other things as well but I'm just wondering if there's any well nuggets you guys have <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tricky during different seasons. You know, I feel like some seasons I, I can turn off the TV way more easily than like mm -hmm. other seasons. And, um, I mean, one thing that, that we think doesn't get enough attention is just how much toddlers want to be involved in your day and how much they want to be a part of your routine. Love that. Um, and so including them in the things that you have to do like laundry or running an errand or, um, cooking something or making a snack, like including them in that number one takes more time, which can be hard, but if you have the capacity to do it, yeah. um, that takes up quite, quite a bit of time. And, um, I know like, you know, in the Midwest, like winter 
are hard to like get outside and like go do the stuff in Arizona. It's the summer. That's our winter. That's hard mm. to go outside because it's yeah. so hot. But like just now we're entering a season here in Arizona where it's like being outside is as easy as turning on the TV, but that wasn't the case for me in July. Right. So just kind of being mindful about like, do I have the capacity for this today? Cause if so, it would maybe be a good time. And then when I don't have the capacity, this is an option, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else on that Carly? Yeah. I just think the day gets filled up a lot of, I know some days really drag on, but a lot of days get filled up with all the things you need to do. Like you have breakfast, you have to get dressed. Maybe you have to run an errand and, um, maybe you're going to meet a friend for a play date. Like we have to think of like, if the screen's on, like what else are we kind of missing out on mm -hmm. and making sure kids get enough movement and, and reading time and all the things. So yeah, I think in, as much as you can, just involving them in what they're doing, you're doing, or if they're in daycare, then you'll know, like they had a whole day of kind of playing and maybe a little downtime at home. And yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so, well, and it's interesting saying the seasons because you guys have older kids where you have school stuff and you have like reading or whatever. Like, obviously I can read, yeah. that, but your kids can actually go read. And so that's interesting just to think like, what's going to work for me now is not going to work for me. And same thing with everybody. Like what, right. what works for you now might not yeah. work for you next year or whatever. Right. Might look different. Well, and I, I have a, my, my youngest is 18 months and my oldest is eight. Yeah. And so like things that my 18 month old is doing like on a normal basis is different than what, like when I only had my eight-year-old as a baby, like he wasn't necessarily doing the same activities or, or was doing more of something. But one thing I've also noticed that's been pretty like easy and helpful is that in the morning or after nap, like in the, in the, um, TV room, where that's what we call it. The TV room. Um, there's like, I'll, there's a coffee table and I'll just like pick a toy and like put it on the coffee table. So like in a different spot. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when they come out, they're like, oh, oh, like I forgot about this thing. Yeah. And like just play with it. And I didn't like curate anything. I like put some dinosaurs on a, on a coffee table or I like <laughs> put a ball, you know, I'm not like yeah. setting up anything elaborate, Yeah. but it's just like an invitation kind of, of like, oh, and I didn't say anything about it. I didn't say like, yeah. you should go play with the dinosaurs. But the novelty but, of just seeing it. Yeah. Just like mm -hmm. moving it somewhere else. Yeah. Um, is exciting. Well, and kind of like what yeah, you're saying and I, too. I, go ahead. No, Shayla, you go ahead. Just the seasons. Like right now it's dark until 8 a.m. So I'm not going to go on a walk around my neighborhood. But in right. the summertime, mm -hmm. I'd be like, cool. It's nice outside. It's 630. Let's go for a walk. Right. And so that is also making a difference. But also just trying to figure out what she's interested in. Like she wasn't really playing with many of her toys. And then she, we went to the science museum or the children's museum and there were these dolls and she was super interested in them. So I was like, mom, it's time for the dollhouse. Like we have this dollhouse yeah. from my childhood. She will play with that so much. So I feel like it's just kind of finding like, does your kid like the dump truck? Does your kid like the mm -hmm. kinetic sand? Does your kid, she loves the magnetile so she can build mm -hmm. a bed for her dolls. Like, it's, right. but it's, she wasn't really playing too much with her toys previously to that. So kind of just like paying attention to, I think has helped. Mm, that's a really good point. Yeah. I think that that's really good. And I think we're kind of quick to like, sometimes I'll 
like have clients or something and it's like they're like, well, I need to get ready in the morning and the only thing I can do is turn on the TV. But a lot of times like a one-year-old is just as interested in like, you know, a bowl and like a spoon from your kitchen, like random stuff can also mm-hmm. hold their attention. Mm-hmm. So trying some of these things, like you said, Shayla, a toy that you know, some toys or Katie set some things out that's kind of intentional and then see how that goes too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and for me right now, I have to put the baby down because she's six right. months old. So when she naps, hundred percent, here's a snack, here's a show. I'll be out in a little bit right. and then we'll do something else because don't knock on the door. If totally. I give you some toys and you lose your attention span, don't knock on the door. <laughs> 100%. That was my life too. Yeah. And it, it, and it was like the quicker I was able to put the baby down, like as we like got better at that and yeah. like him kind of going to sleep quicker, like the show time decreased, you know, mm-hmm. like it, we didn't have to rely on it as much. And now he doesn't watch a show when the baby goes down for a nap. Right. Um, but, but he definitely did for a long time. That yeah. was, but that was, that was predictable. That was like when he knew that the show was going to be on and he looked forward to it. It wasn't like a bad thing that I had to go put the baby down because he was like, right. I get my show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, so we kind of said before, sometimes you use it as a tool, but when do you guys find yourself using screen time the most? Like it? Well, I, ideally for us, we love having, and this is part of like kind of thinking about your family's priorities and like a plan that can change over time. But we love having a set time of day where the screen time is expected. And then that way you don't get in these kind of like battles where your kid's like, can I watch a show? And then they wear you down and you're like, okay, like, fine. Like Uh. if you have this set time and everybody knows that's what it's going to be, you can also say yes every time because you can say yes after whatever the thing is the time of day for me, it's always like afternoon, um, like while I'm making dinner. So I'm always like, yep, we can this afternoon after outside playtime or whatever it is. And then they know like, that's when it's going to be. Some people love doing it in the morning, like midday after nap, you know, whatever works for your family. But I think that that really helps. And then like having that flexibility for yourself, like those examples you guys are giving of putting the baby down and different seasons where you may need more. What about you, Katie? I mean, definitely like when the, it used to be when the baby went down for a nap and like during that time, it was when the baby went down for a nap in the morning and after the big kids got home from school, that's their motivation to like put their backpacks away and like empty their lunch boxes and do their homework. And then they get to watch a show. So, um, that's when the big kids watch TV, but then also the little kids benefit too. My youngest doesn't, my youngest, <laughs> despite sometimes me wanting to have him watch a show, he's like, no, what are you doing mom? Which is, which oh, is great, funny. but yeah, he's like, he's not into it yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think my, my baby is definitely getting more screen time because my toddler, yeah. like mm-hmm. when my toddler was a baby, I didn't turn on the TV. Right. I was like, we're going to do things. But now the toddler's like, mama show. And the baby's uh- just like, whoa, what's going on? Like, yeah. Don't look at that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, it's different. It's, it's different. tricky. It's hard. They don't exist in a bubble. They live in a family, and that totally. that's just looks different. But well, and I can imagine mm-hmm. eight and four, they have different show preferences as well. Mm-hmm. So we have a TV schedule, 
written out next to the TV that was like handwritten out of frustration. Um, and like, <laughs> it's like Monday, Evie, Tuesday, Henry, Wednesday, Shepard. <laughs> and that's a good idea though. Where they pick their show and now I don't have, they don't argue and it's great. Yeah. So, what, yeah. what would you say though? is like, or I guess as you're doing some of this, do you know, what are some of the like consequences of excess screen time? Mm. Inattention. So just like things not holding kids attention as well. So the fast paced movement of some shows and um, are really captivating to kids. And so then when they have to have a conversation with their mom or dad, that's like slower paced and like they have a hard time attending. Teachers are seeing that a lot in kindergarten and first grade. Like it's just harder to hold kids attention. Um, so inattention can definitely be um, a, a factor. Also the speech delays, motor delays, the reason it's hard to prove like the cause of it. Yeah. Um, but kids who need more opportunities for language, like they need more practice and they need more repetition. If those opportunities are being substituted quite a bit with screens, then they're just missing out on those opportunities practice. to practice. Yeah. And then therefore mm -hmm. they don't make as much progress. So that makes yeah, sense. You're basically replacing activity with mm -hmm. inactivity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, if people, I, do you guys have any more? I feel like we just cruise through this. Yeah, we think there's, you know, quite a few high quality screen time options about, out there. We named a few. Um, and as speech and language therapists, you know, we spend a lot of time with kids um, reading books and using um, simple songs and rhymes to help um, their communication skills. So Katie and I in 2020, I guess it was, started mm -hmm. recording videos of ourselves on our iPhone, um, reading books and singing songs for kids to watch because we think we thought, oh, it's it'd be great to have something that's slower paced, real people, kind of like library story time, but a bit more speech and language um, emphasis. And, and there were just another story times. In yeah, exactly. So. That's right. Oh, my gosh. This is a few years ago now. But yeah, our community was like, we have nothing to do. And we mm -hmm. wanted yeah, we have nowhere to go with our toddlers. So we wanted an option for them that they could watch from home that they could feel really good about you know, know that it's like a really high quality option because of the slow pace and, and everything. So since then it's just grown and now we like have it professionally filmed and produced wow. and it's us. Yeah. We used to joke uh, that we were not toddler entertainers. Like, well, we're not toddler entertainers, but like now here we are toddler entertainers. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. You've embraced um, it. We hope yeah. that we're not obnoxious toddler entertainers. Um, <laughs> that's the our attention hope. of toddlers is obnoxious. Yeah. yeah. We, we keep the attention of toddlers and we hope that it's not like our families often say, like, we enjoy having it on. Like, it's, oh, it's okay. Not, right. You know how You're not a Coco Melon. Cringy? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. We are, fa the families say, like, oh my gosh, like, thank you for just keeping it like chill vibes like this is oh, nice not great. have it yeah. so yeah so you'll have to try it for we'll send we can send it to you to try with your daughter but um yeah there's a whole huge library of videos of us singing songs and rhymes for kids it's really interactive um and we hope it's like things that become part of your family's days and we hear that all the time too which is like the best um compliment is like oh we learned this song and now we like always sing it this time or oh, you know it's to kind of teach families along the way, but yeah, it's called 
our songs and stories membership. The songs and it. stories membership. Yeah. Awesome. And then you also have a couple courses as well. Yeah, we do. Um, for parents of babies, we have our talk baby course. It teaches lots of simple songs and rhymes you can sing with your baby, baby sign language, how to help support development of first words. And then our toddler course is called Talk Toddler. So if you find your toddlers like not talking as much as other kids their age, you want to help them learn to say more words, then this is the course for you. Help them build up their vocabulary and start speaking in sentences. Amazing. And I, you gave me a, a discount code as well. Hey, Shayla, you gets your discount code on all of that, on all of that, on the yeah. courses. The membership too. It'll give you $10 off the songs and stories membership. So you can like try it out um, at a reduced cost for your first month. Yeah. I love that. So all of the, all that information, plus your Instagram, let's just, we talkers, W E E talkers on Instagram. And there's a lot of good information there too. I love that. I love that people share like all the free content on Instagram. So if you are like mm -hmm. just needing some quick tips or while you're scrolling, you can learn something instead of just consuming <laughs> dancing reels. Um, <laughs> so, so that's really great too. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on and talking about screen time. It's, I know you were, you were like, yeah, 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 yeah. Screen time. Let's talk about that. Okay, cool. <laughs> It's so tough. It's such a hard thing, but yeah, I think yeah. these are. I think this is really helpful, even for me. Oh, for good. That. So oh, thanks for having Shayla. us. Back. Yes, yeah, thank we're you so happy. Thanks. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please share with somebody you think would love. And I would be so honored if you would subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment and rating below, so I can know what you guys are digging, what you want more of, just connect with you a little better. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.